What is going on, lads? Welcome to another episode of the Positive Masculinity Podcast. I am your host, Nick Rybell, and I'm here to teach you how to become a high-value man. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, I release a brand new episode teaching you everything ranging from motivation, discipline, mindset, relationships, and communication through to fitness, training, mateship, business, and self-education. Masculinity is a super powerful force that has been misrepresented and misconstrued in today's society. And so it is my mission to bring awareness back to what masculinity truly is and create a society full of strong, powerful, and valuable men. Now, guys, every fortnight, I am going to be running a brand new free challenge, which is going to be held live. If you want to register, all you have to do is go to www.com thepositivemasculinityproject.com.au forward slash challenge. It is completely free. It is going to be live. There are limited spots available, so make sure you go and register. I will put the link in the show description. But without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode on the Positive Masculinity Podcast. What's going on, lads? Happy Sunday. We've got a couple of epic guests on the podcast today. The first ever threesome on the podcast, first ever three-way. We got a couple of boys named Will and Jay Moss. They are business partners. They're best mates. They run the 3% Club. They've got a lot of value, a lot of knowledge, a lot of cool shit to share. They live in the Gold Coast, similar age to me. Going to have an epic conversation and I cannot wait to dive into it. So lads, thanks for coming on. Do you want to just give us an intro and a backstory on the both of you? So yeah, thanks for having us, Nick. Um, pretty much my name is William Krasniewski. I own three businesses. Um, I've been, yeah, been in probably the entrepreneurial space for about five years. Found a ton of businesses up front and then eventually I've sort of found my groove, right? Um, have really great business partners and stuff. So, yeah, pretty much my businesses are I own Dr. Fit, which is a women's activewear line. Um, I own Dr. Fit Wellness, which is a wellness and holistic coaching program for women. And I own 3% Club, which helps young men build their first business and build their physiques. So, yeah, it, it, it wasn't a smooth journey. Um, failed a ton of businesses, but, you know, that's that builds character. And it, it, it's helped me appreciate where I've got myself to and there's a long way to go. So a little bit more about my personal story is outside of school, I wanted to study business at university. Um, I went into that and I was with my girlfriend at the time, my high school sweetheart, you could say. And she, yeah, we broke up and pretty much I realized that I had been doing everything to just keep her happy. And I've been literally planning my whole life around what she wanted and not what I wanted. And I've never questioned what I wanted as a man. And that hit me hard. And I didn't really fully comprehend that at the time, but I pretty much just fell down the spiral, which is alcohol, partying, you know, not respecting my parents. And, yeah, eventually I kicked out of home, um, which was tough. So I was just, like, couch surfing for a few months. Um, just, yeah, turning to alcohol, just drinking three times a week, dead broke. Um, and, yeah, nothing going to me. And I guess I sort of, like, there, there wasn't a one moment where I was, like, I'm changing my life, but I always had, like, an inherent desire to be more, right? So I was still, like, trying to go to gym and um, I still was watching, you know, Mindset, podcasts from this guy called Rob Dahl, still reading books, Atomic Habits, um, but I wasn't 
I was interpreting, but I wasn't doing, right? And what actually matters is actions. Yeah, and I guess I, I got it, but my actions didn't like align with what mm. I consciously was comprehending, right? Through these um, self-development books, podcasts, et cetera. Yeah. So yeah, I remember I had this opportunity to work at a warehouse and it was pretty much like the start of COVID. And so clubbing shut down, which is so good. That change of environment because clubbing sucked. I no longer had that pull towards it. Yeah. And so I was like, bro, like, I'm giving myself 12 months to be self-employed. I'm going to completely turn my life around. And, yeah, I managed to be self-employed in eight months. And, yeah, man, just grinded. i just go to work, work eight to ten hours, listen to podcasts while I was doing it, go home, hit gym, and then work on the business until 11 p.m., get up at 5 a.m. and just repeat. And I just did that until I was self-employed. So, yeah, that's pretty much my story. Nice, man. Yeah, I'm um, Jordan Moss, uh, a.k.a. Jamos Mentality. I'm working on my personal brand at the moment, um, and I don't really like to put myself in a category because apart from self-development, I'm just aiming to transform as many um, men's lives as possible through just giving them the real talk on everything, business, mental health, relationships, gym, fitness. Yeah. Uh, that's what, we, like, what I do. Um, so that's how I've kind of got my personal brand to the point where it is now. I think we've got 100K followers on TikTok nearly and um, around 65K on Instagram. So this was in, what, within a couple months as well, a yeah. few months. So, you know, I just gave the real talk. I started this series, um, hashtag real talk, where I just tell the boys straight up facts um, about life. And the thing is as well, the reason it translates really well is because I've been through a lot of shit. I've had like a crazy upbringing. Um, I've been through it all. Like uh, I've been abused uh, mentally, verbally, sexually. And, you know, I didn't give up. I could have easily given up in the situations I've been in. Um, I've had depression, major anxiety, and I've been through breakups. Could have given up. But I kept on pushing. Um, that's my mantra. And because I've been through all that, I can give so much wisdom to guys that were in my situation, who are struggling. And that's what Real Talk's about. I drop the Real Talk. I just want to transform as many young men's lives as possible through that. So that's who I am and a bit about what I do. It's incredible, man. And like, I've seen, obviously, your reels, like your real talks. It's so laid back and casual, like straight fact. Yeah. Talk, but it's fucking so true, like the shit that you speak. is just bang yeah. on what people need to hear. And um, both of your stories, I, I feel like a lot of guys can relate to a degree. Like we all have a similar story to a degree. Obviously, we have differences yeah, yeah. and points of difference, but we all have a very similar story and it's just, it's epic. I feel like... You can use that pain as a, a big motivator to better your life, or you can use it to consume you and turn to pleasure, right? Alcohol, mm -hmm. drugs, yeah. Yeah. porn, all those sort of things. So it's sort of like you get to choose. And yeah, me and Jamos, thankfully, both sort of, you know, had our patches, mm. but we pulled ourselves out of it and we are where we are because of that. Yeah, it's incredible. That's, that's an incredible story. So before we dive in and unpack all that stuff, We'll start with a loaded question. What's a valuable man to both of you? I'm, I'm glad you asked because pretty much 3% man is we, well, becoming a 3% man is we focus on three metrics, right? So your health, 
your wealth and then your relationships. Yeah. So if you can optimize those three things, you're going to be a 3% man. And we, yeah, we think that like 90% of men are quite weak. Um, 10% sort of get it. And then 3% nail those three metrics. So wealth me is like time, financial and location freedom. So it's actually a flexibility to do what you want to do to protect the people around you. Right. Like say your mum's like, I need 15 grand for a medical bill and I'll have to take a line at you like, mum, here's 15 grand. Yeah. Mm. Don't pay me that. But, you know, that's, that to yeah. me is like wealth and I think we should all strive to get to that yeah. because that's, we all inherently want to be powerful men. I think you, like within us, you know, it's just like biologically ingrained within us and to actually stray from that, I think we're not being true to ourselves as men. You know, like Jordan Peterson talks about become a monster and then tame it. Mm. And I, um, I like that philosophy a lot. And then you go on to the health. So optimizing your health, just so obviously healthy life equals happy life, right? Health is just something that, you know, sometimes we take for granted. But if we can optimize our fitness, we can optimize our nutrition, life's going to be a lot better. And then finally, relationships. Like a big human need is love and connection. It's belonging. And so why wouldn't you want to have great mates? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to have a beautiful girlfriend? And that all comes from once you learn to love yourself and you build yourself up. So if you know those metrics, I think you're a 3% man. 100%. And yeah, like playing off what Will said with the three metrics, a valuable man is a, a man who gets up after he's been knocked down five, six times. Mm. Like those three metrics, they are, you can implement them in your life at any time. So that's what we try to teach the lads we have in the 3% club. If you are feeling like shit, you're feeling depressed, look at your nutrition, your health. Mm. Your, are you working out? Mm. Are you, you know, are you actively trying to become your own boss? Are you depressed in a job that you hate with a boss that bullies you? You know, are you surrounding yourself with winners? Because if you surround yourself with guys that are really jacked and you go to the gym with them every day, you're going to end up like them, you know? Mm. So, yeah, you, you just got to pick yourself back up. It doesn't matter what you've been through. Um, that's the how you create a valuable man. That's what a valuable man is. Mm. Nailed it, lads. And I think I've always said that if you're depressed, like you might not see it in the moment, but it's generally one of those three metrics, either you're a lack of brotherhood, a lack of yeah. financial happiness, so either you're in a job that you fucking hate or you don't have enough money or you're just not working, yeah. you're not in good shape. And there's obviously like sub-metrics for each one of those. But I think those yeah. are the keys to living a happy and fulfilling life, right? Yeah. yeah. No, you, you're you completely right. Like, yeah, if your health isn't optimised, your testosterone might be in the gutter. And thus, mm. you don't have that drive, right? Because you don't feel healthy. If, yeah, if you have, if you're feeling lonely, well, yeah, you're missing out on the love and connection and belonging, the brotherhood. Yeah, it, it all makes sense. So, yeah, really important metrics. And how do you boys, so obviously you guys are, are business partners and your mates, but how do you go about actually finding guys that have the same values or the beliefs or the goals as you? So, like, do you mean like networking as in like finding people who are like sort of like me or, or helping, like finding men to help? No, in terms of networking, because you obviously need guys around you who have, you know, like-minded beliefs. I was just saying to Will before, like, the reason why me and him connected off the bat is because we're both men that get shit done. Mm. If you, if I said to Will, mate, we need to make $250 today, he's going to get that done. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we, we don't have any excuses. Um, if we need to get something done, we get it done very efficiently, very uh, quickly. And, you know, if you want to build a business, if you want to network with people, you've got to look for those guys that are switched on, ready to do what it takes to get to the next level. Because not a lot of the guys are, they're lazy. And then you just want to connect because they're not moving in life. Exactly. It's like, that's, yeah. So going back to your original question before I dive into what Mossy just said, it's like, you have to be really specific with the type of person you want to surround yourself with. Mm. So for me, I want to surround myself with someone who's hardworking, Mm. someone who's relatively smart. You know, I listen Mm. to them and go, oh, I'm, I'm learning a lot from you. I want to surround myself with someone who's loyal, who has integrity, right? And I want to be around someone who's going after life. You know, they're, they're making moves in the business space. Um, they're good guys to women, you know. They're, they, they're just they're good people. And then based off those sort of metrics, it's like I sort of call them into my life. I'm a big believer that you can call people into your life. Like my girl, current girlfriend is I called her into my life after I literally in a journal wrote out the exact values, the exact personality traits, a letter to her, and then she came to me. Same thing with Mossy. I manifested Mossy. Because I knew the type of avatar, the person I wanted in my life, and I attracted Mossy. Um, Lockie, who was my coach, who's now my business partner, he, I was looking for someone who could help dive into myself deeper to really uncover some of the, the dark parts of me, right? And, you know, get rid of limiting beliefs. And I manifested him and he came into my life. And then off the back of him, that's opened up doors to other successful people because he's like, you know, he wants to make big money. He wants to impact a lot of entrepreneurs lives so now i'm connecting with guys who are making 10k a day profit like this guy who does drop shipping and then through blake i meet a guy called tyson who's doing 60k profit in solar um, panel sales and then another guy ethan who's doing um this real estate agency thing um helps him get clients for that and he's making good money and you know they're living in these penthouses and things like that and it's just like that's now my circle my circle isn't losers. My circle is people who are on my frequency and well above. So it's like they're making 50K. It's a matter of time before I start making 50K. Give me a year, you know, six months could happen sooner. Yeah. And yeah. So, and yeah, it's just like you have to know what sort of person you want to attract, right, through the networking. And that, then it's like being fearless in sending that DM, you know. You gotta work on yourself. If you have no value and you message me, you're like, hey man, let's catch up coffee, I'm gonna be straight up and be like, sorry, brother, like my time is precious. I like I can't catch coffee with you. But I see you going off to life and I'm like, I could learn something from this guy, I'll get the coffee with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And it's like Mossy, when I saw him and we messaged, I loved about Jamos was the fact that Everything we said, he went and did it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> this guy just like, he acts yeah. like that. You do I'm it. like that. I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And that's like a big quality is like there's a lot of people who say they're going to do something, but watch their behaviors, not their words. And that's how you can gauge the character. It's like I, before I ever met Will, this is a few years ago, I wanted to start a business with one of my mates. And I was really into it. I had that drive, you know, I've always wanted to start a business of some type. Doesn't mean it's on social media necessarily, but we were flinging ideas across the board and like, you know, we we had action plans, but he never acted upon it. Mm. And like, he could be in Will's position with me, but he's not. And he, I saw him the other day 
and I, I won't call him out, but like he was, he he was low key jealous. He was throwing shade because he's he's like asked me how's the business going, how much do you make? He's really hungry now, but he wasn't back then. He didn't take. Me. Yeah, yeah. People people want the results. They don't want to actually put the work in, right? right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Will, you said something about so you hired a coach to kind of unpack the dark side of you and work through those challenges. So you boys obviously both had a lot of like adversity or trauma or whatever people want to like label it as. How important yeah. has that been for both of you in your personal and your entrepreneurial journey, unpacking those parts? So just to clear it up, I haven't actually gone through a lot of trauma. Um, I had a really, really lucky childhood. Parents were together very loving, um, came from a religious background um, and, yeah, had a lot of support through my whole life, you know. As a kid, I was a super smiley, fun, adventurous kid. Like, I had a, a good ch- um, good childhood. The only thing that happened to me was when I was in prep, I got, like, severely bullied for because I had a funny lip So I was born with a cleft lip palate. And so that, like, that brought up a few insecurities. But other than that, I was very, very blessed. Um it's sort of like we all have our things, right? Mm-hmm. We all have certain things that play out. And for me, like a big thing is when I sort of started going like through puberty and stuff, I started changing and I always, you, you want your love from your parents, right? And I felt like I wasn't good enough um, for my parents. And so that started playing out as I never felt like I was good enough. So, and I, I thought like when it all clicked is when I made my first 10K month in e-com. And I, I had in my head once I make 10 cut, like 10K a month in e-com, I'm going to be the man. You know, I'm going to be confident. I'm going to be able to talk to whatever girl I want. But nothing actually changed. I had a bit of money. I was self-employed, but nothing changed. And it clicked for me. I was like, shit. Like, we think this result's going to change a lot, but it doesn't. And I was like, I need to go deep. Like, I need to see what's what's actually playing out here. Um because I'd, I'd read all the self-development books and stuff. Um, and, yeah, pretty much Lockie, what he does is he does these things like processes. So, like, you'll relive an event. So, like, I relived when I was, like, a traumatic event when I got so, – so, literally, I got, like, held down. These kids had a bottle of piss and, like, poured it on my face when I was, like, in a bathroom. And I relived that and, like, I made peace with it. And I, like, let go and I, like, felt like the – the relief of letting that go. Um, another one was um, when yeah, I was going like through puberty and I like felt like I wasn't accepted by my parents for the change because I was like changing, you know, hormones are firing and like I changed as a kid. I wasn't that sweet, innocent kid anymore. Mm. Um, and just making peace with my parents um, with that. And it's like, it's just crazy. I'm like bawling my eyes out, reliving it. You got going to your father's shoes, your mother's shoes, and you're like, tell something, tell Will something that, like, he, he needed to know that he didn't know at that time. And I'm like, like, I love son, I just don't understand the change, right? And you just wild processes like that. And, yeah, pretty much once I completed the 12 weeks with him, man, I just came out, like, felt an animal. It's like these limiting beliefs, these fears I had weren't as strong. And I was able to just show up on social media without fear of what other people thought be able to completely be myself socially, be able to hold myself well. And it, it just, it completely changed the, changed my life. Though. Yeah. No, that's, that's an amazing journey. Um, therapy, psychologist, shadow work. I've never done any of that. 
uh, the biggest click for me in getting through my like my past, my traumas, was actually just believing in myself. Mm. So a lot of guys that missing piece, they don't believe in they themselves. They don't do things in their life that bring them self worth. Mm. And you know, I, I was sexually assaulted in high school. Um, I'm open about that now, but I was I was repressing that for a long time just because I, I felt shame. I didn't want to out this guy. Um, there was a part of me that was guilty about it. And then I told, I opened up to my missus one day um, about it. And then I opened up to the whole world on social media about it. I was brave enough to post that because I thought, you know, if I share my story, um, that's going to inspire another guy to share his story about sexual assault. And I think the biggest thing in me getting over that was actually forgiving the guy that did it to me because I know that he's going through much more than what he put me through because he can't come to the, t- the um, he can't come to terms with himself, with his sexuality. Mm. So he put it against me. He made my life hell. And I forgive him because he's probably never going to end up in my position, happy, you know, working on myself. Mm. He's always going to torment himself, make other people's lives hell. So when I started believing in myself and realised that, you know, you've got to show up for yourself every day, look after yourself, hit the gym, those three metrics, you will eventually end up better mentally. A lot of guys don't, don't actually get there because it just doesn't click. But for me, when I started my self-improvement journey, I realised, like, you've got to get better, you've got to trust yourself and keep pushing. That's one of my uh, big mottos, keep pushing, lads. You'll get through it whatever's happening. Mm. I think that like, if you want to improve your life, one of the easiest things to do is just like, when you say you're going to do something, do it. Mm. Mm. You say you're going to hit and do it and your life will get better. You say you're going to start a business, go after it. Who cares if you fail? At least you can trust yourself. Once you start putting that self-trust, yeah. then you're going to build work, you know? Mm. 100%. Because you outwork yourself there. And yeah, yeah, I'm a big believer in that. This. There's two ways of doing it. You can do, you know, the deep processes like me and make peace with the traumatic things that happen and try and let go of those feelings attached to those events, right, that have played out from that specific event. Say it happened when you were seven and now you're 22 and the same fucking feelings play yeah. out because of that. Or you can outwork it. You can outwork that feeling of not feeling good enough because you're like, hey, I show up at the gym, I do this, I do this, I feel good about myself. Mm. No, nailed it both lads. There's so much I want to unpack. I think honestly having a balance of the two, like obviously one may work for someone and one may work for the other other person. But for me, like I've certainly attempted to do both of those things. So I've had to go back and unpack some of my past. I've also tried to become someone who just takes action. But I've found yeah. that over time you take a lot of action, you outwork yourself, doubt, and then some old stuff might still come back up. And so, yeah. particularly for me, like, just moving to Thailand, like I was saying to you, lads, it's actually been quite challenging. Like, it's not as glorified as what people might make it out to be. So, I've come over here with a mission and just took action on that. But there's still some stuff that, that comes up that I feel like I need to process through. So, I feel like there's definitely merit to what you're both saying and the processes that you both use. But I want to unpack on both sides of it. So, Jamos, you've obviously gone through fuck something that most people never go through. Like, it's pretty pretty horrible. How did you actually... I guess, come to terms with forgiving that that person because that's a big thing to do. The big thing for me is that I 
had during this time when it happened, it was grade nine, grade nine, grade 10. And um, I got sexually assaulted. But apart from that, I was going through a lot of things outside of that. I lost my sister, my baby sister, uh, two years prior to that. So I was coming off the depression of that. So when I actually got sexually assaulted, it didn't affect me as much because I had to go home. I had to uh, witness my parents arguing, my stepmother mentally abusing me. So it just wasn't a big thing. And then when I got out of that toxic environment, I graduated, met my beautiful partner, and um, she kind of showed me the other side of life that I was missing and took me to another environment, a more positive environment. I realised, damn, I got sexually assaulted and, you know, I didn't know what to think. You know, I, 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 was, um, I was like guilty because it didn't actually impact me that much. But it did in a way because I was guilty about it and I kept guilting myself. I should feel bad that this happened to me, but I don't. And I guess I let that go because I just forgived the guy who did it yeah. and put myself in his shoes. Not that, like, it's an excuse for what he did, but I put myself in his shoes and said he's probably really struggling and with his sexuality um, and he's never going to get better unless he, you know, takes some massive action. But the best thing I can do for myself is forgive him. And then when I did that, no guilt. I can talk about it openly. I'm not going to expose him, um, but I am going to, you know, make what happened aware to the world and spread my story about it to help others. So, yeah. Phenomenal, man. Yeah, props to you. It's an incredible, I guess, way to overturn something that's fucking horrible. And then... Yeah. What you said, Will, about kind of going back and, and working through your challenges and the way that you did it, kind of reliving it, I think there's a stigma maybe around that with guys nowadays. Like you kind of got to be this alpha, not show any emotions, not process your past. It's yeah. obviously a super important thing to be able to do. Can you kind of speak yeah. on behalf of how important that was in your journey and shaping you? Yeah. So... You're, you're correct in the stigma or the stigma of like sigma males, you know, don't show emotion, yeah. go to the gym, freaking get jacked. And there's like this sort of like cult at the moment of men who, you know, um, almost like hating on women. They're grinding at the gym, like in an almost obsessive way. They're turning to things like steroids, right? Yeah. Um, but then, Affecting a lot of the beautiful aspects of yeah. being being a man, of being a mm. human, right? Not actually being masculine. They think they are. They're being toxic yeah. in the way of, like, really narcissistic. A masculine man is trying to protect those he loves, yeah. Yeah. In, in my opinion, masculinity is. Mm. Masculinity isn't being freaking jacked and ultra successful by yourself. That's narcissistic, yeah. right? Um so, yeah, so I, I, it's interesting seeing that trend, especially on TikTok, you, you know, the guys that are just pumping out and stuff. Um, don't show your emotions, just freaking grind, whatever. Um, but for me, yeah, I, I realise that's, like, not how I wanted my story to, to end and I've always been a black sheep. I've always questioned everything. I've always gone down my own path, right? And, yeah, I just I wanted to go deep, deeper. I had a longing for it. And... 
And yeah, when I found Loki, he helped me do that and take me back. So sort of what like going more into details, there's, there's specific emotions, right? There's things like anger, sadness, guilt, shame. And you go back to the first time, so you close your eyes and, he's, and unconsciously you drop in through like hypno and stuff. And then you're trying to feel back into the first time you felt shame or guilt or anger. And anger for me was when I was getting that like mm-hmm. bottle on my head. I wanted to kill the kids. Like I was so fucking angry. Yeah. And and um, yeah, like I remember just that. And like I let that anger. I was like, in there. I realized that for a long time I'd been suppressing anger as well. And that I, I hadn't, like, when I was upset, I, I wouldn't show it. So, like, now when I'm upset by someone, I just straight up tell them, I'm like, Jamos, what if, like, bro, why'd you do that to me? You know what I mean? I just express that. And that's really helped me because I've been able to set boundaries. And I've actually cut out a lot of my toxic friends because I've started to not be a people pleaser, right? And that all stemmed from being able to access anger in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone that cost me six grand to do the coaching with him, and I recommend it for anyone. I think everyone will unlock parts of themselves that will, you know, the six grand will pay for itself very, very quickly. For me, literally two months after that, I doubled my income, right? But for someone who doesn't want to do that and wants to start on like something that is actionable to, you know, going deep, breaking the habit of being yourself by, um, what's his name? It was on Dara, the CEO. I'm terrible with names, but yeah, it's a book. And pretty much it goes into how our thinking, feeling, and our behaviors affect who we are, right? Mm-hmm. And breaking the habit of being yourself is all about how to let go of those negative, negative fears, those emotions, things like that. And it's, it's super, super interesting. So, like, for example, if our feelings and thoughts are constantly negative, we actually are programming the cells in our body to think that that is a normal state of being. And that's why you see so many people walking around just like yeah. unhappy. Going to the gym, 90% of people look like they're fucking depressed. Mm. Like just it, it's like a baseline emotion. And everyone like when they're around me, they're always like, what the hell? Because I have my baseline frequency is like super energetic and just happy. And it's because I've trained myself specifically by not listening to music that's negative. I don't listen to rappers. I don't hang around people who complain. I only hang around people who talk optimistically and just I've made sure that I've conditioned my cells and my body to be really positive so that my baseline is like more positive. So yeah, if you want to like learn more, I'm just giving a rough overview. Mm. Breaking breaking the habit of being yourself is the book. Super, super good read. Yeah, phenomenal, man. I think they're all such valuable points. And so something you touched on was part of being a man is protecting and providing like specifically for women, like there's that, like you said, the Sigma trend of hating on women. You guys obviously both have or have partners at the moment. How important yep. are they in your journey? Because I know from experience, I know the woman that you pick or that you decide to end up with shapes the direction you go in massively. Absolutely, mate. No, you're, you're so correct. It's She brings out the absolute best version of myself. Yeah. She, yeah, I, I hadn't liked a girl for five years before her, but once I got really specific with the girl I wanted, and it's almost like she, like this girl might not exist. You know what I mean? Like I'm that picky. I'm extremely yeah. picky because I understand the value that your queen has in building your kingdom, right? 
The yeah. wrong queen can pull that empire into the dirt. The right queen can just make it flourish, right? Like it's you need that right partner. Um, and, yeah, she's so supportive. She's just super switched on. She's financially better off than me because she's just like gets it. She's super intelligent, smart, caring, compassionate, kind, everything I wanted. And, yeah, it's like it feels so much easier to win at life with her by my side. Yeah. Yeah, when you've got the road, it just gives you the ultimate drive. Like yeah. my partner, she took me in when I was homeless and she could have just – I was going through a lot of shit. So I was taking around everyone. I had like massive, massive periods where I was just not myself. I was uh, stifling emotions with drinking and just being an overall mess. And she could have dumped me. She could have left me, said, grow up, which she could have easily done. I wouldn't have, you know, held her against that. But she took me in when I was going through shit and she's nurtured me. And, you know, that gives me drive to pay her back for all that, not just, you know, buy it providing the simple stuff but i want to make sure in the long run she gets whatever she wants out of life and kids long, yeah. long run in the long run yeah yeah that's, in, that's incredible lads that's so good to hear and what's what's been the number one kind of thing or the biggest lesson that you've actually learned in being in such healthy and fulfilling relationships Number one is so like I did a video on it that went sort of viral on TikTok and I called it my three-step process to attracting a dream partner. And step one is you've got to do the work on yourself, right? You've got to learn to love yourself. How do you love yourself? It's through when you say you're going to do something, doing it, you know, processing, making peace with your past, being showing up in the values that say your dream partner, she has all this, you've got to be that list as well, right? Yeah. Step two is specific with that dream avatar even you can be specific with how she looks i every single thing on my list she is which is just doesn't make sense but it it, it kind of does once you fall into the rabbit hole that you like what you want already exists in the universe at one point it's like yeah. this weird still getting my head around it um and yeah somehow like i was super specific and then third of all is like once you're specific with it live in alignment with that those values. If you want a, like a good, high-quality, high-value woman, you're at the club drinking, you're watching porn, you're playing video games, you're a loser, you will never call her in because your frequencies are simply not at the same level. And even if you do manage to find her, she's going to leave you. You know, she, she doesn't want like – she's a high-value woman. She, do, she doesn't want a low-value. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Playing off what Will said, you know, you've got really got to love yourself before you can love anyone. Yeah. Because what I touched on before, when I was going through the terrible stuff, I was, I could have lost my girlfriend mm. because I wasn't being myself. And, you know, when I sort of got out of the toxic environment I was in, I acknowledged my trauma. I moved on from the stuff that was making me the way I was. You know, when you get past that, start loving yourself. A healthy relationship is easy. Yeah. So, lads, learn to love yourself. If you don't love yourself and you've got issues, don't get into a relationship. Focus on yourself. And then when you focus on yourself, you've got that, you know, um, satisfaction with where you're at, in your mental state, then start dating. Yeah. Then start looking for a partner. Absolutely. Mm. 100%, lads. I think that's a valuable point is, like, the whole trend of just loving yourself how you are and whatnot, I think that's kind of bullshit. I think you need to, yeah. like you said, Will, 
say something and then actually do it. Actually build yourself into someone that you can love because most people in my eyes, they probably shouldn't love themselves the way they are because they haven't processed anything and they don't have anything to actually show for themselves. So I think that's just an important point to make around that. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's hard to look in the mirror and be like, okay, I'm not happy with myself and acknowledge your flaws. It's hard to take full responsibility for your actions and be like, the reason I am where I am is because of the result of every decision I've made. No one else. You know, yeah. my trauma doesn't define me. Just because I've gone through this, it's not an excuse for not being, you know, being able to create an online business. It's not an excuse for not being a good person, right? And I think that people um, have been sort of shown that it's okay to not take responsibility. But if you, if you want to be powerful, you need to take responsibility. 100%, man. Nailed it. Boys, we'll finish up with that last load of questions. So if you had to pick a skill, a mindset, or a trait that's made you boys the best man you've become, what would you be picking? I think being unapologetically yourself. I saw this really interesting um, video that I, I, I don't know if it's 100% true, but I'm a big Luke Belmar fan. Mm-hmm. And pretty much he was talking about the highest frequencies on, on earth and love and gratitude are some of them. But then he said authenticity is even higher. So I think if you're unapologetically yourself, then you're going to unapologetically go after the things you truly want in relationships, in business, in health, in life, and you're going to be a lot happier. Maybe your most unapologetic self isn't a multimillionaire. That's completely fine. You're probably going to be happier than the multimillionaire who isn't being 100% authentic Mm. to themselves. I think it's living in authenticity. 100%. For me, one, a big quality that every guy should just fully embrace is resilience. When you get punched, don't just lay on the ground moping in your sadness. Get up. Do it again. Roll with the punches. Like, I know Goggins loves The Raging Bull, the movie, because Robert De Niro, he gets gets punched over and over again. Never once does he fall down. You know, and his enemy, the guy he's versing in the ring, is just scared of him because he just won't, he won't, he won't die. He won't get knocked out. You know, you've got to take that metaphorically and apply it to your life. Yeah. Like never, never, like if life, life is hard. Like a lot of guys don't realize that. Yeah. They're popular in school and then they come out, they realize they have to work eight yeah. hours a day on a shit wage. They get bullied by inferior and then they just stay down on this level. You yeah. don't have to be there. Life is hard, but you can surpass that and you can keep surpassing that. So adopt resilience, lads, and, yeah, get back up when you get hit. Yeah, 100%. Love it. Yeah, lads. Fucking love it. That was epic. Boys, if everyone wants to find you on Instagram, 3% Club, obviously your personal pages, where do they need to go? At Jamos Mentality on TikTok, Instagram, or wherever. You can DM me if you need any advice and I'd love to drop some value. Yeah. Uh, Will Crash, K-R-A-S-C-H at the end. And yeah, three percent club. If yeah, if you're looking for advice, help, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, cheers for having me. Massively appreciate, appreciate it, it, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for coming on, boys. Appreciate it. Lads, thank you for listening to another episode of the Positive Masculinity Podcast. 
I have no doubt that you learned a lot and you took a lot of value out of this episode. Now, as I said, I'm going to be running a completely free live challenge every fortnight. If you want to register, all you have to do is go to www.thepositivemasculinityproject.com.au forward slash challenge. The link is in the show description. But make sure that you save your spot inside because there are limited seats. It is going to be completely free, completely live. It's going to be online. You do not want to miss any of these free challenges. With that being said, guys, have a fantastic day and make sure that you show up as the strongest, most capable and powerful version of yourself for you and the people around you.